You and me together. Together. Constant companions forever. Forever. Talking about things like weather or not. Oh, not. Take some time out of your week. Your week. Listen, and then you will see. Oh, you'll see. How much you enjoy our show. Or not. Or not. You're about to experience constant companions. Hello, and welcome to the Constant Companion podcast where all your dreams come true. Now, I am joined with Connor, as usual. That's, that was the surprise. Are you kidding me? That was it? It's a sound machine. I got this in, like, 2003, and I just found it in my desk. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Are you going to be doing that all, all the whole show? I think it select moments. I okay. Will. Good. Good. All right. We also have Wesley here as well. How are you Hello. doing, Wes? Oh, good. How are you? I'm so good. And we are also joined by the one and only McCall Willis, the world-famous vlogger, YouTuber, fashion diva. That was a money sound. Wow. Wow. I wish everyone would introduce me like that. You can thank the little sound machine. Dude, we're, we're grateful for that. So why don't you tell a little bit about yourself, McCall? Okay, well, I am 20 years old. Wow, that's so old. Anyways, <laughs> I um, am known on YouTube as Your Daily Call. Um, I have been making YouTube videos for about a year now. And yeah, that's me. A little bit about me. Awesome. That's way cool. Connor, didn't you do a vlog once? Okay. Well, let's preface this. Okay. Let's this preface. was something... Wes was involved with this too, so he's guilty as well. But when I was younger, when I was in high school, I caught on to the daily vlog craze because I think I, I, I started to see like Shay Carl and certain people on YouTube start to blow up. And I was doing videos at the time on my old channel, which we will not disclose. Um, however, vlogging became this big thing in like, I don't know, 2010, 2011 or so. And so we jumped on board and decided to start doing our own daily vlog, which of course wasn't very daily. It lasted for, I don't know, it was pretty sporadic. But we did it for, how long do you think we went, West? Did we go a year? I don't know. Like, you did, on we were and like off? off and on for like two years, I'd say. Was it really that long? Yeah. Because I remember we had a vlog called like, it was called like two years later or over a year later, <laughs> something like that. That was how long it had been, and we were still calling it a day. Yeah, because your our, your first um, vlog I'm looking here it said was seven years ago, and the last vlog seven years ago. The last vlog was done about five years ago. Oh my gosh, it was for two years. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here in my own astonishment. Um, that's, that's awesome. But but vlogging is this weird lifestyle thing in the most interesting way. I don't say that um, in a mean way. Where you, if you want to vlog, you have to have an interesting enough life 
to be able to vlog. And the thing about us was our life was not interesting at all, especially in high school. And you had to feign, at least in my experience, I had to feign these days where we were doing stuff. We were literally doing nothing, but you would have to, I don't know, come up with something to do exclusively for the vlog so it could be somewhat entertaining. So you would go out and do the stuff that you would never do unless you were on camera and you knew you had to entertain people. And that was one of my questions because, McCall here, we know you do a lot of daily vlogs, correct? Yes. So I wanted to ask you, because this was something I faced all the time, was when you are putting together a vlog, do you ever think in advance about like what you're going to include, or do you just record the most interesting bits of your day? So I mostly do vlogs when I have something interesting to vlog. Um, for me, it's hard to vlog every day because I have a full-time job, so... I mean, I go to work, I come home, and then I usually just sit on my computer, so there's not much to vlog. So I usually plan my vlogs around what I already have planned in my life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. No, that totally makes sense. For us, yeah, it's funny because there is a difference. There's a difference between people who vlog things that are simply interesting and people who are going for that daily repetition. Um, And I think you're doing it the smart way. For us, it just became a total mess after a while, and you get bored of it. That's the thing. When you're doing it, uh, when you're doing it every day, and you realize how how feigned everything is, you start to lose that enthusiasm behind it, and the quality, of course, drops exponentially over uh, the couple days you do it. Um, but it is, yeah. But it is something that, like I said, has become increasingly popular on YouTube, um, especially recently. I, w- I wanted to ask you, do you have any, are there any specific YouTubers or anybody who you looked up to or were inspired by to start your own vlog? Um, yeah, there's a few YouTubers, like my life, my life is Ava. Um, she's like a travel vlogger. And that's what kind of like inspired me to start is because I would watch her videos. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe I could actually do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw that you went to like China and Mexico. How yeah. were those trips and how did that like influence your vlogging? Um, they were so fun. Um, China was actually the reason I started my YouTube channel. Um, I went to China for four months to teach English and um, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel, and so I just figured it was the perfect opportunity to start one. Like, I'll have something interesting to video, and it's a good way for my family and friends to see what I'm doing. So that's, like, the main reason why I started my YouTube channel. That That's that's so cool, because I, I did a vlog for a little bit. Oh, yeah. How do you remember Big D's in? vlog? Of course I do, dude. <laughs> and I had n- nothing interesting going on in my life. I literally vlogged about going to l- doing my laundry. I vlogged about going to play laser tag. But then you, you're vlogging about going to freaking China where <laughs> nobody else goes to China. I don't go to China. <laughs> and you just like allow people to, to, to see inside this awesome part of your life, which I think is just so cool. Yeah, and I feel like um, like what motivated me to like keep doing it in China is I would have girls, 
message me that were thinking about doing the program and they would just ask me like so many questions about the videos that they watched and it just like I don't know it was really cool to see that people got something out of my videos yeah absolutely um I think that that's that's so awesome about vlog is that there's the aspect that people can like communicate with you as well and talk to you about things that you that you're going through um and also you can answer their questions as well um and so i think that's really awesome what what uh what impact has has your audience made towards your vlogs would you say um i would say my audience right now is mostly my family which <laughs> is good is so great mm -hmm. and they share my videos which makes it so good um and sometimes like occasionally i'll have like little girls on instagram will message me and be like i love your videos and that's something that i don't know it makes it easier to spend my whole afternoon editing or taking time out of my day to make a video stuff like that that's true i would second that uh i want to i was just thinking of a story when you said that there are people who message you, people you don't really know, and yeah. how you don't really know who's watching this, all you know are numbers. When you look at, you know, when you look at your videos, all you know are these random statistics of people from, and when you really get into YouTube statistics, you can of course see like what country they're tuning in from, how they got there, what website, was it directly from YouTube or was it from Facebook, whatever. Um, but I remember this one time, we, like I said, we used to do all these videos, and when we first started, we had this little digital camcorder we had attached to our computer, and we were really little. We were in elementary school, and we would shoot all these videos, and we just thought they were silly, and we would post them on YouTube, and we didn't think much of it. And one day, our mom found out that we had been making YouTube videos, and since we were so young, my mom was really concerned about it because we didn't tell her and so she made us remove all our YouTube videos but at that time on, U on YouTube when it like first was started like back in what did YouTube come about 2006 yeah 2005 so? 2006 2005 2006 when we were putting up those videos and we used to get thousands of views on them which to, like now sounds oh that's pretty decent for, for somebody just starting out on YouTube like a couple thousand but like back then, everybody got a thousand views on a video. It didn't take much to get ten thousand views or twenty thousand even. I don't know. It was just so small at that point, and people were just discovering how to make videos. Long story short, one day my sister Lauren, years later, this was I don't know two or three years ago, was talking to somebody online that she met on her Tumblr blog, somebody she'd never met before that just found her blog recently. They started talking. And somehow they got on the subject of us making videos when we were younger. And Lauren started telling this girl about this video that we had made. And the girl's like, wait a second. Did your video have this in it and that in it? And my sister Lauren's like, yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh. I used to watch you guys all the time. And we're like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. She's like, but then one day I was trying to find you guys' new videos and you guys just disappeared off the internet. No. Because <laughs> our mom made us delete all the videos because she found out we had YouTube. And so it was just this thing where it blew our minds where we were like, we had never met this girl before. Like I said, this was years later. 
And it turned out that she had watched our content so many years ago and still remembered it. And we made such an impact on her that she remembered it to that day. And we just could not believe it. She was one of the few thousand people who had watched it. And, and like I said, you just never know how far that will reach despite how small the numbers may seem. Yeah. It's pretty insane. That's so true. And so it's like, it's just amazing the impact that it has um, on those that, that watch it. Um, McCall, why do you think these vlogs um, have such an impact on people? Um, I would say it shows more of um, like a realness of the person. I know for like my vlogs, when I do vlogs and start them out, I'm like, don't have makeup on. I'm just barely getting out of bed. And I feel like a lot of times with YouTube, you get these beauty gurus that are like all perfect, have their makeup and hair just perfect. But I feel that vlogs just show the realness of people. I think that's true. It's the gritty, the gritty side of YouTube. Yeah, the nitty gritty. <laughs> And that's true too. And then I think there are people, kind of like you said, where they construct their vlogs in a way where it is to the point where they've already gotten up and gotten ready. And it feels a little more, dare I say, fake in some ways. Um, kind of like ours did in a sense, where we had constructed these things for our day to go a certain way. But you're right. When you, when you show who you are as a real person, it really shines through. I think people get to know you better as a person. They, you have a much more individualized experience with each of your viewers and it's weird because I've seen this with like podcasts before too where you watch or you listen to somebody so much where you've never met this person in real life but you feel like you know them does that make sense yeah definitely and like you could you feel like you could hold a conversation with that person or if you were to hang out with them you'd know exactly what to say to them to you know make them laugh or to befriend them or whatever the situation might be you just know all these weird things about people and there's never been a moment in time except for like the digital age where that's ever been possible yeah definitely sorry i'm just rambling <laughs> you're fine you're good so I remember when I was doing the vlog, um, it's it's easy to get, like you guys are talking about, where it's easy to get into a habit of just being fake, of, of putting on your makeup, looking all pretty. <laughs> no, Dallas, I, I actually want to combat that when you're done. Go ahead, yes. I was and, just going to say, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. You go, you go, you say what you have to say, and then I'll say something. I, for one, love your vlogs because it is you. It and is me. The thing is, you you may have made. Oh, the thing is, you didn't necessarily construct your days in a certain way that certain events would pan out. Like, for instance, the Paul brothers on YouTube, they always have something planned out for what their day is going to be. Right? There's always some big event they're going to, or they're you know coming up with these storylines or whatever it is that they you know kind of come up with beforehand before they shoot a bunch of stuff or they have drama, whatever. Some of it's real, some of it's fake. The point is. You would literally just go to work and you would make a vlog about you at work spraying people with a hose. <laughs> I didn't spray people with a hose. I got sprayed with the hose because it fell out of the bucket and it squirted everywhere. Gotcha. But that's what, that's but what I real. liked about yours. It's real. It's raw. It's beautiful. And I did it. You did do 
Wes, do you have anything to say? Amen. Dude, Wes, you were in the vlogs too, and you loved the vlogs. You used to quote the vlogs. You used to know our vlogs by heart. Because I was never invited to be a part of them. <laughs> no, you were. You were in. I was. I wasn't in your group back then. Yeah. Okay. So, so like a little story time. Before I got to be a part of this cool group, I was off on my own Dude, in the wilderness. Called. I had my dog and my Game Boy. That's what, but, that was but it. then, but then I became a part of it, and then it was fun. Yeah, I will say the vlogging was awesome. Okay, I always used to watch a lot of vlogs too. Hmm. Sorry, Dallas. We didn't mean to take away from the interview. Um, that's all I had to say about that. Okay. Um. Yeah. What, is there any other questions we want to ask her right now? Um. I do want to a- have, ask yeah. you. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. you can. I lost you for like a couple minutes. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's all right. It's Wesley all right because we were just talking to ourselves. We're okay. sorry. No, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. So I, I have a question. So like what, what program, like how, how do you like compile all like your videos and stuff? How do you compile them? And like what, what works best for you for editing and stuff for doing vlogs? Um, I use... Um, a software called Wondershare Filmora because I have a Windows computer. Eventually, I want to upgrade to an iMac so then I can use Final Cut Pro, but for now, that's what I'm using. There you go. See? Make do with what you have. I've done that for a long time. I still use Sony Vegas. I still use Windows Movie Maker. Heck yeah, dude. And Audacity. And Audacity. Anything that's free, I use. Yeah, I won't say how I got mine. I don't think I should on air. <laughs> um, do, you, do you remember the days of LimeWire? Yes, you basically dude. Download anything. That's how I originally program? got Sony Vegas. Are you serious? That's how I originally got it. But now LimeWire is. Does it even exist anymore? No, it was shut down like ten years ago. Pirate Bay's still not shut down. Anyhow, uh, I wanted to ask. Okay, if you had advice. This is also on the thing, I think. If you had advice for anybody who's making vlogs or making YouTube videos, from your experience, what would you, uh, what would you advise them? I would advise them to just keep going. The numbers don't matter right now. I think as you start out, it's important to do videos for yourself. I don't know, that's how I always see as YouTube is these videos are for myself and if people watch them then like I'm glad that I entertained someone. But it's hard when you first start out because you get maybe five views on a video or twenty and it's hard to keep going but just stay motivated, keep doing what you're doing. I feel you there. Absolutely. It's it's a struggle. It is a struggle, especially like with us doing this podcast as well, where you don't see a lot of success or you don't see a lot of people listening, but then you realize it's not really like for them. It's for us. We enjoy it. We love doing it. And that's what really matters. Um, but I think, I think it's also awesome to get the feedback from others as you're promoting it, as you're sharing it with other people. It's also really important. 
Um, how, how do you promote your content or how do you share it with others? How do other people find it? Um, so I get most of my um, viewers that come from Instagram. So I usually just post a picture saying like the links in my bio, you know, how everyone does link in bio. Um, and then I'll also share it on Facebook. Um, occasionally I'll share it on Twitter, but I mostly just use those platforms to promote it. For for the longest time, I did not know about putting a link in the bio. I, I this is news to me. The, yeah, I would just put it in the Instagram post, but then nobody would ever like do anything with it because you can't click it. It doesn't create like a link for it. Um, they have to like copy and paste, and that's too much work, I guess, for some people. And so <laughs> I didn't know about this for the first like couple months of doing Instagram until <laughs> I found out later on by someone else. <laughs> Dallas, I just. Uh... I was just thinking, do we we have Instagram, don't we? I mean, uh, I guess you do. just you do. We do. It is it's funny to me like you said McCall where that is something everybody does. Link in bio. Um it's new to me cuz I never thought of using Instagram as a way of promoting myself, but I think that's really smart because you would get a whole different audience of people who might know you exclusively from Instagram as opposed to YouTube or Facebook or Tumblr or whatever it is. It is interesting that people do that for YouTube videos. I don't know. I've never, I mean, I've heard of it recently, but it's a, it's definitely a new thing. So, so how do you, how do you promote your videos? Like through Instagram, like what kind of pictures do you use? What content do you put up there? Um, it depends on the video. So, for instance, my Mexico vlog, I posted a picture of me in Mexico and just basically said, my vlog is up, go check it out, the link is in my bio. Um, or sometimes I'll just do, like, a random picture and say, the link is in my bio or new video up on my channel. Just really any way that I can get people's attention just to know gravitate towards my youtube channel okay i have a logistics thing actually now so when you talk about putting a link in bio um <laughs> do you put the actual videos link in there um to for people to click or do you just put like your youtube channels link in there i put my actual video in the link actual video I put my latest video so do you have to go to like the last post and then delete the statement saying link in bio? Um, do you get I what mean, I'm saying? Yeah, I mean I could, but I don't really because I feel like, I don't know, people don't really go back to my post and are like, oh, link in bio. And I mean if they did go back to my post and they see one that says link in bio, they will click on the video and that way they go to that video and then they can find their way to my channel and maybe find the video that coordinates with the post they looked at, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So we shouldn't even worry about that then. Like if I was doing that in our in our uh, Instagram. No, I wouldn't really worry about it. I feel like an Instagram post, like it lasts probably <clears throat> like a couple days. Like you'll max out your likes probably within like 24 hours, I would say. And then, I don't know. Yeah, I w that's what I would say. 24 hours and then no one really sees it. 
Wait, can I ask a question? Yeah. Sorry, this is different. Okay, I know you talked about uh, YouTube people like who inspire you. Yes. There has been a growing trend of vloggers. I we saw it last year, I think, a lot with Casey Neistat. Now we see Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Have you ever watched them? Yes. How can you not watch them when they're all over YouTube? Right. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Okay, what is your opinion on either or? Well, personally, I think they are really, really smart for what they're doing because... I think so, too. ...getting a lot of attention. Um, Personally, I feel like if I was to meet them in person, I wouldn't get along with them just by, like, what I have seen. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's just me personally. But is that really them that you see on YouTube, or is it the fake them? That is a good question. That That is. And that's the thing. I wanted to talk about this because I have been following these guys since I was out at school just because I was – I don't even really like them. I'm just fascinated by them. And I do this with a lot of YouTubers where it will be people I hate. But I'll still watch them, and I don't necessarily have anything against them personally or anything. Because like you said, I think they're incredibly smart for what they do, how they get their views, the kind of stuff they manufacture. Like I said, fake drama, real drama, whatever. But they are so consistent with what they do to the point where like, when they get hate or when they get some big thing that happens to them and tied up in some fiasco, they maximize its potential for viewers and it doesn't matter how much stuff happens to them somehow they I mean Logan Paul doesn't really get it as much as his brother Jake Paul but it's just such a bizarre phenomenon to see two brothers who came from Vine the whole Vine invasion of YouTube and just grab YouTube and basically do what they want with it make everything revolve around them how they want it to it's insane to me I've never seen anything like it and it's just totally different to see that as opposed to YouTube just five years ago, what content was like and how many people copy them or emulate them to try to pick up on that same type of uh, popularity. I, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by those people. They'll never cease to entertain me, even if I don't like them. <laughs> no, I agree. I always watch their videos and I don't necessarily love them, but I watch them and I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They they do have a way of keeping your attention, whether you want to give them the views or not. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Um, all right, Dallas, do we want to move on to the next bit we had? Oh, absolutely. So we know that you're the fashion diva. We've seen it in your YouTube videos. We want to go through a couple of fashion trends um, that have recently come up or that were a trend in the past. Now, are these all male fashion trends that we're about to discuss? <laughs> I think some of them are unisex, okay? It doesn't... I don't know. But we the, the point is we need a girl's opinion. We need a girl's opinion on them because we have our own opinions and they may not be right. Okay? <laughs> so, so the couple... The first one we want to go... Have you heard of rompers? Yes, for men. Yes, we we talked about this a couple weeks ago on our podcast, but we want to bring it up again with you. What is your opinion on rompers? Don't they call them like romp hymns for men? I think they do. <laughs> so funny. Um, I think 
it's a little different for males to have rompers. I feel like if a man a man was to wear a romper, he'd look like he was going to work or something like that. I don't know. It just doesn't seem <laughs> going like to work. Yeah, Could you like, elaborate? Like painters, like wear rompers. You know, like those light things. Wait, do they? Paint. Sorry, I, I'm not. I'm I'm literally not sure. I, I I've never heard of this. I just am curious. And like, I really don't know. <laughs> Are you talking about like rompers, like short rompers? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Well, short rompers, I'll just say it straight up. I do not like them for men. Okay, good. We're in the clear. What, Alice. what if what if the man is really attractive and really muscular? Does that change it? Um, I don't think it does. Okay. I mean. Maybe if he, like, has the right shoes and maybe he can just pull it off and he's this really trendy, cool guy, but... What if it is... What if it is, um... Pink seersucker with very short shorts and he wears a conductor's hat and Chelsea boots? Who? I don't know. The guy in the romper. Oh. Uh... It works. It works. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what, what like, were you? I don't think that rompers for men really work. <laughs> or here, it just doesn't work. It needs to die, right? Yeah, it needs killing to die. this trend. Okay, we're killing this trend. It's it's gone. It's done officially. We've talked about it in the past. The, our fashion, our personal fashionista McCall has exited out. We're in the clear. Okay, what about skinny jeans? We're talking about for guys. For guys. I like skinny jeans for guys. Okay, what if he's a, a little bit overweight? Still alright? Um, if they fit right, I think so. Here's the question. This is always the question with me. Because I have super skinny legs. So if I were to buy a pair of skinny jeans, they'd probably fit me like a pair of... Just like uh, normal straight fit like, jeans, right? Yeah, straight fit. I guess that would work, but like, there's. A, I feel like there's a difference between slim fit and then skinny. True, true. I'm not sure which is the better fit. I personally just buy slim fit, but I have seen skinny jeans on guys, and it didn't look so bad. And then I've seen it where it just it hugged too much. Oh yeah. In all the wrong places. <laughs> Yeah, yikes. So are we keeping it? I, I think, think we can let it go. I think we can keep it. I don't know. It's oh. like kind of there in the middle. It just like it depends on all of these. I feel like it depends. It's situational. Ooh. Okay, yeah, so situation. with that being said, then what would you say is the best pant cut or pant style for the average male that caters to the body <laughs> the best and just overall looks like <laughs> Um, is it like straight leg? Do you have? Does men have like straight leg? We do. Legs? Yeah. I would say that. What about so, boot cut? <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> that, that's. Cut. Is that what you wear, Dallas? That's my when I go shopping with my mom. She says I have to get boot cut. Um. Or nothing else. <laughs> really? Really? What? But but we are from Texas. Well, that makes so, sense. Are you wearing boots with them? No. I wear okay. Converse. Okay. 
Well, maybe if you get high top Converse, you can pretend they're boots. I bet you can rock them. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Dallas, or Wes, you, I feel like you might have a strong opinion about this. You used to like bell bottoms. Heck yeah, I did. Do you, you still have your a... pair of bell bottoms? No. Dang. Well, okay, so this stays between us three because this isn't a... Us four. Us four, that's right. It stays between us four and no one else because, no, I mean, hopefully no one hears this part of the podcast, but those were actually my sister's bell bottoms that I conveniently fit into. <laughs> that I Dude, fit into, that was perfect timing. And I never gave them back. You never gave them back? No. I think I may still have them somewhere. Because you still fit in them? Yeah, because here's the story behind that. So I went to a dance one time, like a youth dance, and I was like, I was told it was like nice casual, but for some reason my mom thought that meant like dressed up, like church dress. So I show up, of course, looking like a, like a loser, just like fully, and I'm seeing all these people just wearing normal clothes. I'm like, I, 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 I don't want to be that guy. So then like my sister let me borrow, we swapped pants. For the... <laughs> Wait, she was your same size? Yep. Whoa. Lucky call. Oh, yeah. Hey, what, not, what did people say? They were like, dude, those are nice pants. And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> Dang, dude. I envy you. Anybody can pull off bell bottoms in, what was that, 2010, 2011? Yeah, about. Takes courage. All right, what's the next one, Dallas? Socks and sandals. Oh yes. yeah, this is you know what yes. this is controversial. I love this. Um I do not love socks and sandals. <laughs> what about one thing I've seen a lot recently, well, over the past couple years really, is when guys wear like black socks with like their Adidas flip flops. Like the sliders? Yeah, that's what you call them. Yeah. What do you think I feel of those? Like, um I'm like trying to be nice about it. Yeah, you can be honest. Be mean. Be mean. <laughs> no, I don't love them. I hate them. I just what? feel like it looks like you got out of like basketball practice. Uh huh. Because you did. I mean, if you, yeah, if you did just get out of basketball practice, then wear your socks and sandals. But if you're like, I don't know, going out on the town and you have socks and sandals, it's just not going for you, I think. Then you're ready to go. <laughs> you're ready to practice. Can see, I ask... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Wes. I was just going to say, see, like, I like the socks with sandals because I do that a lot, but I like like the white socks with, <laughs> like, the brown, like, <laughs> Kiva kind of sandals or, like, the, I don't know what you'd call them, like, the strap sandals. I respect that. Velcros. Yeah, with some nice denim shorts. <laughs> Dude, you're hardcore dad right now. Oh, yeah, sport. You know how it is. <laughs> That's St. John's Bay. Oh, yeah. JCP. Um, no, I got one more that, like about sandals I want to ask about. I've seen this recently, and I hate them, but I know a lot of girls have been wearing them, and girls and guys, they are... The they make me think of the '90s for some reason. They're those sandals with like the thick rubber sole, and they Platforms. is that what they're called? 
Yes. Oh, I hate those things. I love them. I know everybody <laughs> loves them. Everybody wears them on every hipster I've seen on the internet or any hippie or whatever. Any kid who's cool wears them. I hate them though. I don't like them. I think they look clunky and stupid. Wait, what are they? What are they called? Platforms. Oh, is that what they're called? Platforms. Platform sandals, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. They come in a lot of different styles. Oh, yeah. We, we sell those at Kohl's a lot. Yeah. I just always never liked them. But I, I, get, I see why people like them. It's just not my thing. That's like a 90s thing. That's yeah. what I thought. Is that a 90s thing? Oh, yeah, because... Yeah. Especially like the see-through ones, I feel like there's like a like the jelly kind. There's jelly kind. Well, I mean, like they, that's what they called them, like the jet, like the um, like it was kind of like see-through. It was like this plasticky stuff that was like really uncomfortable for your feet. Hmm. Man, I was just talking to my sister about how I hope the '90s would never come back, but I think it is. Jenko jeans are back in. Are they? They're I don't think a they comeback. are. Maybe. I can see... I mean, at some point, it will come back. At some point, the worst fashion trends in history will come back. I mean, I'm going to buy a pair. Uh Uh-oh. Anyhow. All right, Dallas, what's next? Um, next one. We have Uggs for Ugly. Ugly. Ugly Uggs. agree. Really? What, What made those so popular, you think? I don't know. Honestly, I feel like with anything trendy, you get someone famous that wears them once, and it can just blow up. Mm-hmm. Was it was it for comfort? Maybe. I've actually that... never owned a pair of Uggs, so... God. We respect you ten times more well, now. I'm not your typical white girl, I guess. I didn't own Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even my sister owned Uggs. Dude, I saw there are male Uggs too. Those were things. yeah, there are. We saw them. Like boots, Uggs, like the actual yeah. Ones. Oh. Did you do you remember what were they clogs? Back in like two thousand six, two thousand seven, they got really popular. They were like the they they were like suede clogs that all the girls would wear. Oh, yes. Those things were weird. Guy, I, I had a friend who would wear them. He was a guy. It was weird. Anyhow, sorry, Dallas. Next. Um, sorry, I was looking at male Uggs. I was distracted on that. Those um, would go with your boot cut jeans. Seriously, that's what I was <laughs> yeah, thinking. Yeah, there you go. Male oversized cardigans. I like it. I like it too. I like it too. What What about you, Wes? Well, okay, so, like, I just need to make sure we're all in the same, like, definition of oversized cardigans. Like, we're not talking about, like, the, you know, kind of clothes-fitting, sweater-fitting kind of cardigans. We're talking more of, like, the ones that, like, flow down a bit. Flow down a bit? Like, well, what do you think of whenever you think of oversized cardigans? Because I think of a guy I used to work with. And I'll call him Jesus because he looked like Jesus. You mean, so I'm thinking, like, if they're oversized... We're, are you talking about like the longer ones that kind of flow down past your butt? Yeah. Yeah, those are okay in certain situations. Really? I think I think if you're cool enough, you can pull them off. I couldn't pull it off. I think there are guys who could. I think if oh, you're that's cool what... enough 
and your Robert Patterson, Patterson, whatever his name is, you could pull it off. <laughs> is he the That's coolest guy you I, could think of? <laughs> I was just thinking of Twilight. And I, I think he's been relevant since Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he could probably pull it off. He can. He can. All right, I believe you. Because he's a vampire. Okay. So it's like a vampire cloak then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. All right, one last one real quick. Um, Because I think we all agree oversized cardigans are awesome. What about <laughs> overalls? Are they making yes. a comeback? Ooh, that's a great ask. Yes. I like overalls. I love overalls, especially on men, if that's weird. <laughs> but I went to a concert, and I saw this kid, and he had overalls, and he looked so cool. Like, he just rocked them. I don't know. He looked How cool. can you pull them off? Without looking he, like a farmer. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, like, rolled them up kind of like, do you know, like, the term pegging your pants, like, at the bottom? Mm-hmm. Like, making them pegged. Yeah. He, like, did that, had white Converse on, had these cool glasses and, like, a long sleeve shirt underneath. Maybe Ooh. it was just his confidence or something. How I've, you know, it's funny because I was going to say there have been one or two times where I ever saw a girl in overalls. And I thought, oh, that kind of looks cool. But anytime I see a guy in overalls, I want to blow my brains out. <laughs> I've seen, like... All the rage in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, you're right. No, but I have seen. I've seen, like... My favorite is when you're, like... When I was in Phoenix on my mission, and you would go down, and you'd see, like, the Latino crew uh, downtown Phoenix, and they're all in, like, acid wash overalls. One strap hanging down. I always thought I, I don't know it just looked funny and there's some guys who don't wear anything under it they just throw on the overalls and well, yeah. uh, they don't wear a shirt or anything what do you think about that Wes I liked overalls I, I used to own overalls up until I think I was like 14 or 15 I wore overalls would you wear Not overalls for- now if you could find like a cool pair oh yeah especially with like a nice oversized cardigan <laughs> ready to go um, I and your Uggs. Okay, we're gonna invest in it, Dallas. I was, I was looking at them, and they're like two hundred bucks. Wait, I'm looking at a pair of modern 2017 overalls. Let's see. Yeah, because I saw one for between a hundred and two hundred bucks. Is that real? That is very expensive. I'm seeing. I'm, oh, here's a pair for a guy. I don't want to get them if they're gonna be two hundred bucks. When I can get a pair of jeans for. 30. This guy Wait, is, now, are overalls the same thing as bib overalls? I don't know what bib overalls bib, are. Bibs are for babies. <laughs> All I see are... Oh, here's a guy in overalls. Yeah, like, if you look up bib overalls, overalls, like, those are, like, more for, like... Those are men's overalls. Like, I've seen them on Kohl's. They're only 42 bucks. I'm getting a pair. Are you? Yep, I'm getting them right now. Do it, and then you have to post a picture and tag me in it. Let's see, thirty, dude. 30, are you talking 30. about like talking about like a pair of dickies? Same thing, dude. I found seersucker overalls. You oh, know, I was talking about getting a seersucker romper. Seersucker <laughs> overalls. Yeah, dude. I think it's for like an engineer. All right, anyhow, were there any more Dallas? You'd look, you'd look like no, a seersucker for buying seersucker overalls. Probably right. 
So we all agree the overalls stay. We are not going to kill them. Oh, yeah. I would make a claim they shouldn't, but I am overruled due to uh, majority rule. I'll, I'll close the argument with this statement. The fields are white and ready to harvest. Oh, All right. I think that's what that means. Because overalls. Because overalls, farmers. Duh. Yeah. I would like to say, though, with anything you wear, I always say this. If it's something that you love, then it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it. That's true. That Unless if your quote. mom says it's stupid, then I have to. <laughs> then I guess you have to listen to your mom. I gotta say, there are times where I want to wear something, and I'm like, "Oh, my mom would probably get mad if I wore these socks with these slacks, or something like that." Absolutely, because you're scared of your mother's wrath. I am. <laughs> my I have... mom won't let me even grow a mustache, let alone a full-on beard, Ooh. because she says I'll look like a pedophile. No. Wait, your mom yes, said that? We grow mustache. petty stashes in our families. We don't grow full-on mustaches. I can't. All I got is first neck beard. That's all I could if I wanted to. Wes has got facial hair, though. Yeah, he does. I He's do had that facial hair mustache. since 16 years old. 15, 14. Whenever you started growing that beard, Wes. I think when I came out of the womb. When's the longest you... What's the longest you ever grew it? I think for like... Two months. You should grow it out again. I know. I keep. Well, see, like the thing with me is, I like it, and then like one day I'll just be like, I forget what I look like without facial hair, and then I'll <laughs> shave it, and I'll be like, Oh man, why did I do that? And it's Dude, like, okay, I'm not gonna shave. And then I know that's what I always do, but I'm like, oh, I feel like I could look better if I shave. Like it's just one of those things. It's just like out of the blue, I'll just feel inclined to shave it or I'll feel inclined not to shave it I feel more inclined not to shave it now just because I'm tired of razor burn mm-hmm. and because my college doesn't require me to shave oh must be nice <laughs> alright Yahoo answers Dallas it's time alright so we have scoured the internet for deep um, really meaningful questions that need to be answered these people are really seeking and really trying to find an answer. And so that's why I have McCall here to answer these questions and bring them peace, okay? Um, and so all these questions have to do with YouTube um, or in relation to YouTube. Um, and the first question we have for you, McCall, is from Shannon. And she just wants to know flat out, how do you go viral on YouTube? I would love to know the answer, honestly. And the answer is have good content, and <laughs> that's what so I, I, I've been, so I have bad content, so I'm no. not going to viral. No, Correction. I'm just kidding. Have amazing content. Exquisite. <laughs> that's all. I've been researching this. This is the question that that we want to know right now in our day and age is how to go viral on YouTube. You know, our uh, our answers is want to know how to make fire. We want to know how to get get views on youtube i feel like and this is a serious answer usually i just joke but what i've always told myself and i know is true i just have never had the means of doing it it's quality and consistency and that's what it really comes down to is consistently putting out content and dallas we can even kind of vouch for this because when we were consistently doing the vlog we did see an uptick 
And it did require getting other people involved, obviously, from other mediums. And sometimes we'd have an episode that would do really well with whoever our guest was that week. And then sometimes it would do so-so. But the more we did it, the more consistent we were, the more viewers and listeners and stuff we started gaining as we put out the podcast. But it also was like that with other stuff I used to do. I remember even when I was doing my vlog, I was getting messages, people who were watching my content who I never would have thought would watch my stuff. And it was just because we were consistent about it. Now, if we had higher quality, it would probably grow even bigger. It's just keeping up with the schedule so your audience knows when you post. The more you post, the more you show up, the more they'll watch inevitably, and the more content you will build on YouTube and the more of a, an, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A collection or a library of, of videos you'll have that people can find and watch. So just expanding. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Con- consistency is definitely key. Um, I feel like you hear that all the time with YouTube is consistency. And it can be very hard sometimes. But I um, I don't know if you saw on my channel, I tried to do vlogging every day for a week. And I failed. But I uploaded two videos, um, one after the other, like one on a Monday, one on a Tuesday. And... I actually gained like pretty good amount of subscribers just from consistency consistently having a video every day. Right. For sure. I think we should make a goal right now, Connor. Oh no, to, dude. To be to be more consistent. I okay, yes, I agree. Cuz I was just I was just inspired by McCall's words right now. <laughs> I'm glad. We need to be consistent. Thank you. <laughs> All right, next question. YouTube is dead. Period question mark. Is that true question mark? This is Guate Curly 12. She wants to know, is YouTube dead? False. I feel like YouTube is very much alive right now. It is I feel like it's peak, not really it's peak, but it's getting more and more popular as the time goes on, I feel. I feel like I don't even watch TV anymore. I just watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's the same with little kids as well, is they're not going to turn on the TV. They're asking for their mom's phone or for the iPad to watch kids' YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's crazy how big that has gotten over the yeah. past couple of years. You want to know what's even weirder? I was telling Wes about this today. Um, I was on Disney Channel the other day because it was on. And I was fascinated because they have an entire programming block, right? Now about just video games on Disney. But the thing is, it's not just like they're in-house people. They just they go to people like Jacksepticeye, like these YouTubers and they have an entire show that's just clips from their YouTube videos that they show now because they know kids go online to watch those guys. And so they're starting to bring those guys from the internet onto TV so that they can try to counter this whole YouTube view culture. I just found this out yesterday. Really? Mm-hmm. An entire sh- They had multiple shows devoted to people who were online personalities. It was bizarre. I didn't even know it was like a thing until yesterday. That's cray-cray. Yeah. It's weird. Seeing YouTubers on TV is just like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It feels, uh, there's always something off when you, especially like 
when you see like a vlogger or somebody that you know really well and they're on TV and they're being interviewed, they just feel like a different person. There's something about that TV face. I don't know what it is. I don't like it though. But it's also special too, especially when like you see all these these YouTube personalities come on like shows like iCarly. Do you remember when a special guest came on iCar and like, what the heck? What's Peyton Manning doing on this show? Was you Peyton know? Manning on? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's just, there's something special about it too, seeing him on a different a different platform as well. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, next question. Oh, go for it. I like seeing them, like, as themselves, like, as a YouTuber on the TV show, if that makes sense, and not as, like, a character. Mm hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Question number three. This is a big one um, that a lot of us with pride um, deal with. Um, and so the question is from, from username Proud. My friend got 1,000 likes on a YouTube comment he posted and acts like he is better than everyone now. Is this a big life accomplishment? Question mark. Yes. Next question. I love this question. <laughs> um. Oh, I don't even know. I feel like if that is something that he thinks is a big life accomplishment, then it is for him. If that makes sense. Like, I don't know. Support him that he thinks it's good. But if he's acting like he's better than everyone else, then I don't know. Maybe he needs a reality check. I think this is what you should tell him. Yeah, your comment might be the most popular on YouTube, but my Yahoo answer was featured on Constant Companion podcast featuring McCall. Yes. Definitely. That's what you should say. <laughs> You're right. Wow. <laughs> there we go. So candid, Dallas. Oh, gosh. Um, I think he should just just quit now, um, retire, because he's pretty much reached the peak of his ability in his life. So yeah, there's no point in going on and getting a job. Nope, he's good. He can just ascend to heaven right now if he wants. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> okay. How does YouTube know the little things that happen to me outside and recommend videos? I assure you. That I did not search for anything. What? This person wants to know why YouTube knows what he likes and why it's recommending him videos um, about things that he's done in his life. Ooh. I feel like that happened has happened to me before, and I would also like to know the answer. But isn't it like the internet? Do you have like is it well, called like cookies? Or yeah, something? cookies. And they just always know what you do. And another thing, too, is you have to remember, I think YouTube is now a byproduct of Google. So now all of your Google searches interact with your YouTube. Because, I mean, you look, at your, you look at your YouTube or your YouTube account, and your YouTube account is automatically whatever your Google account is or whatever your mm-hmm. email is, and that's tied into a search browser. So any Amazon searches, any, like, just random searches for certain things on the Internet, it'll kind of collect data based on that so that's how you get those yeah it is funny though when it's something ridiculously specific or like something you were searching for one time like a toothbrush 
just something like really not exciting and you get like 12 ads for it on the side of your browser like with deals on stupid everyday things I enjoy it I like it sometimes well, I do too. now they do those surveys too on YouTube where they ask you my, my favorite is like they'll say like which of these have you heard of and it's like you've heard of every single one of them and you're like well I guess I can only say one but I've heard of all of them so I'm saying I haven't heard of these other things I don't know it's really weird Wow. It's like that sometimes. Last question. What's the last question? I'm sorry, I thought McCall said something. Um, <laughs> oh, I did, but I just said I feel like it's a little creepy sometimes. Oh, True. absolutely. You have no privacy anymore. It's all a conspiracy. Well, just think it can't be worse than, da- than Dallas's mustache. That's true. <laughs> At least according to my mother. <laughs> All right, last question. This is really important because this is what happens to a lot of us on YouTube. It says, my video, my YouTube video gets dislikes. Can I sue? <laughs> no, you cannot. I believe you cannot. One no. Wes, what do you think? No, because there, I think those are, and I don't think you want to sue because, I mean, your dislikes is typically where you're going to see, like, where you're, where your room is for growth and change. Interesting. I was looking through Fred's previous questions, and he seems like he wants to sue a lot of things. He wants to sue the baseball <laughs> game where he got hit. He wants to sue the hot dog that didn't taste good. He he he's suing a lot of things. So he wants to sue the hot dog. He wants to sue the hot dog maker. Oh, gotcha. gave him a hot dog that didn't taste good. That didn't he, taste good or made him sick? Didn't taste good. He just didn't like oh my it. My goodness. This guy to, is brave. He wanted to sue the Depends makers because the Depends didn't work. <laughs> hey, really? <laughs> really. I'm not even How joking. How did they not work? I don't know. That's his issue, not ours. Let's hope Fred doesn't sue us. Let's hope Fred like is seeking some medical help here. I wonder, Fred sounds like he's hurting for money. We should set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> and some Depends. We should just do a GoFundMe for to get this man some Depends. <laughs> or good hot dogs. Or some, or both. I would say, <laughs> I would say uh, there has been an interesting YouTube uh, lawsuit thing that went on earlier. Uh, there's a channel, H3H3. I know Wes has watched him. Um, so good. He's really popular. Anyhow, he did this video on this guy who made really this really creepy video, and he did a commentary on it, right? Anyhow, this guy tried to take him to court, tried to sue him for defamation and all these other things and copyright stuff, and he ended up losing the lawsuit just a few days ago. It went over like a year and a half, which is a huge win for you know people who are making stuff or doing commentary just for YouTubers in general. Uh, just to show that you can use, you know, things that uh, other people did if you're doing it for purposes where you edit it yourself or you add your own commentary so you're not just stealing from them. Um, so most likely you can't, but there's always the possibility you could get away with it. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the end of our Yahoo Answers. Dang, dude. Dude, that was quick. It was. It went a little quicker than I thought. Do you want to plug anything, McCall? 
before we close tonight? Yes. Um, if you're listening right now, you should go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. It is your daily call with a K. And if you would also like, you can follow me on Instagram, and it is just at McCall. Perfect. Just at McCall. That's easy yep. to remember. Perfect. Any Lucky other final? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Any other final comments? No, just thank you guys for having having me on your podcast. It's been super fun. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on. We've loved talking to you, and we hope the best for you in your future YouTube videos. We'll keep watching them. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to close out for today, guys. Thanks for everybody who listened to the podcast this week. We are glad to be back. Hopefully, like Dallas said, we made a promise to each other and to McCall. We're going to be more consistent with our content updates. So if you guys ever want to check us out, you can check us out at www.contentcompanionpodcast.com. You can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes to get our podcast. And if you have any questions or you would like to come on the show, you can always email us at constantcompodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for coming on. I want to thank Wes. I want to thank Dallas. And I want to thank McCall one last time. And we are going to be out. You guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful night.